Hey everyone, welcome to Lauren.Live, a spirituality, health, and lifestyle podcast. Today I have Adora Winquist with me, and how are you doing today, Adora? Wonderful, Lauren. Pleasure to be here with you. Thanks for for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being on the show. I'm excited to tap into some stuff we haven't talked about on the show before. Adora is an essential oil formulator. I've heard a lot about essential oils, but we're going to dive deeper into it, and you can describe all the things about how they're used, how you make them. And um, she's also an author, a speaker, and the founder of Soul Institute for Quantum Living. So we'll get into that. And then also, if we have time, we're going to speak a little bit about Mary Magdalene today. She just got back a while ago from France, and she led a retreat there. So we have a lot to discuss. (laughs) Where Where would you like to start? I mean, I think a perfect quick start would just be kind of a little bit about yourself and how you got into this world of you know, spirituality and healing and oils and all of that. And then we'll, we'll go from there. Awesome. Okay, great. Well, I would say that I've always been enamored by two things, scent and also nature. And, and also of course, where they intersect and is certainly a passion of mine. Um, But as a young child, I was often in the woods and collecting worms and rocks and all sorts of little creatures that I could find. Um, And then flash forward to later years of wanting to avoid doing the dishes after dinner. And so I would go and mix all of my mother's perfumes and expensive powders and lotions and much to her chagrin um, (laughs) into these new levels potions and uh, formulas. So I was always very interested in blending things and how we can take an aroma and make it more full and um, expansive. And so then when I left home for the first time and I had uh, bronchitis, I would get bronchitis twice a year from allergies. And I didn't have a lot of money and I didn't have health insurance, but somewhere I heard about herbs and I was living on the Cape, Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And I went and bought a book on herbal medicine and then five different herbs like hyssop, like thyme, like eucalyptus, uh, like fresh ginger. And I went home and I made a tea and was amazed by how quickly I healed. I thought, wow, there's something here. So I started making teas and then tinctures, um, skincare products and formulas. So whenever I had a friend that was under the weather, I'd say, okay, like here, take this formula. And oftentimes they, they did. There were a few that were like, oh God, this tastes so awful. Um, but all in the journey of exploration and healing. And so then I found essential oils and I knew that I was like, it just lit me up. And um, so creating formulas first, really f- to address my own wellness and specifically my emotional well being, because I had been challenged with anxiety and depression chronically uh, since I was an adolescent, never diagnosed, but always looking to find relief. Um, so I started blending different essential oils and around the same time I started to study vibrational medicine. And at that time, Reiki was, I don't know if you've heard of Reiki hands on healing. Um, it was kind of the buzz therapeutic vibrational means of energy medicine. And after I received my first attunement, I started to see these colors around people. And I thought, wow, this is really amazing. I want to know more about this. And, and why do the colors shift based upon how someone is feeling? And, and then so working with uh, Reiki on myself and then my loved ones, also starting to see how we can modulate our emotional well-being, our stress response, our emotional reactions, right? Our trigger points, because we all have them, uh, and how powerful um, energy medicine is to shift that and to open up those places where we carry trauma, right? Where we carry subconscious patterns um, that are longing to be brought to the surface for transformation. So um, ultimately, I thought, how can I combine these two passions? And then finding that essential oils and the formulas that I was creating 
we're incredibly malleable to intention, to energy, to frequency. And so um, around the same, actually the same year, I started my personal practice and a product business back in uh, 1998. (laughs) It seems like a long time ago now. Um, And many of my earliest formulas came from people saying, Adora, I really need help here. Like, can you create an aphrodisiac formula so I can feel a little bit more sensual expression with my husband? Or um, I'm, I'm really deeply anxious. And is there anything that can help support um, and alleviate, bring relief to that? And then um, challenges around ADD, ADHD. So working with a psychologist in the early years to create formulas for children and adults with some of these challenges and started to see like, wow, this is really powerful medicine. And of course, the essential oils being the most potent form of plant medicine um, really sparked so much inspiration within me. So I started traveling to study in places like Egypt, looking at not just how aromatics were intrinsic to their culture um, and the evolution of the ancient civilization, but also the esoteric philosophy and how everything is interconnected in that way. Um, And then traveling to places like India to study uh, how is the plant matter grown, right? And then how is it uh, harvested? How is it distilled? To really get an appreciation for seed to actual essential oil, right? How does it become this um, aromatic, this liquid, this quintessence of the plant that comes in these very small bottles or comes in these wonderful products? And so being able to be in India and looking at the jasmine fields and going out and picking those flowers as they opened so early in the morning, because every plant needs to be picked at a certain time for the highest yield of the essential oil uh, within it. And then of course, distilled within a certain time period after that, again, to really ensure the full range of the chemical components, the chemical constituents, um, which are present in each and every drop. And if you think about that, it's really incredible, right? Because one drop of essential oil could have hundreds of chemical constituents that help to bring balance and wholeness and repair to different aspects of our physiology and our emotional well-being as well. So for me, it became not only part of uh, working with clients, but deepening my own healing journey and working with challenges around endometriosis, uh, which was very severe in my early 20s. And my uh, doctor wanted to do a hysterectomy at 21. Mm. And so I knew that I was to have two children. Mm. And so I realized at that moment that I really need to take my own health and well-being and harness it in in my own um, capable hands. And even though they didn't seem so capable at that moment, right, because um, it's a journey uh, to bring deep healing to different parts or different aspects of ourselves, but being able to connect with the different resources and the aromatics and the energy healing and all of the different Uh, alternative um, medicine uh, interventions that I experienced in my healing process. So that all became part of the, the groundwork for the book. Wow. And what's the book called? It's called Detox, Nourish, Activate, Plant and Vibrational Medicine for Energy, Mood, and Love. And it's co-authored by my colleague with the plants, ally with the plants, Dr. Lulu Schmidt, who's a naturopathic physician. And it's all about how we can heal at the DNA level to be able to bring wholeness to those places of trauma that we've experienced and adversity that we've experienced because we've all experience suffering in our lives and we're not alone in that Um, but how we can work with these different alchemical interventions in fact there's 11 different interventions um, in each of the systems that we go through energy mood and love energy with the adrenal system um, mood with the brain and nervous system and then of course love with the heart Mm. and how we can detox to let go of 
anything and everything that stands in our way of claiming our greatness and our vitality and our greater life force and joy and abundance. And then to nourish, to bring deep levels of self-care and self-love to be able to activate our passion and our purpose. Uh, because I firmly believe we all have a unique purpose and a unique gift that we bring to the world that only we can bring to the world and contribute to the greater good of all. Oh my. Kayla, I need to check out this book. <laughs> I, there's so much to say. Okay, that's an incredible story. Thank you for sharing. How My neat pleasure. to literally go and travel to the places where you could pick the flowers and learn about every detail of how, how the oils would work. And oh my gosh, that's really incredible. Um, okay, so a few things. I'm selfishly asking for myself and anybody else who has allergy problems, but it's just one example of the many of things that you could do with oils or you know the healing um, methods that you spoke about. But for instance, just in your case, like what kinds of things did you start to use for your allergies when it came to the oils? Mm -hmm. So for me, my allergies um, would pop up twice a year um, in the spring and the fall. And so uh, oils that support the respiratory system have been really key um, in that journey for me. In fact, I haven't had bronchitis since that mm. time, um, which it was a year or two ago, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. But um, I love eucalyptus, specifically eucalyptus radiata which is different than the standard eucalyptus globulus because the radiata is um, that chemotype, chemotype is a little bit um, uh, softer, um, easier to use with children. Um, and it doesn't have that kind of harshness sometimes that uh, especially the refined eucalyptus globulus has mm. um, peppermint, wonderful mm. to open up yes. the sinuses, of course. And, and, you know, here's a, another incredibly fascinating aspect to essential oils because of the fact that they're lipid or fat soluble and their molecular size, they are able to pass through the blood brain barrier, mm. which is a very rare occurrence. And so from that perspective, they're able to offer the full gamut of their phytonutrients, right? Their medicine and their uh, chemical constituents to our brain for healing and through our blood system as well. That means through all of our cellular consciousness. And so in this way, when we're using essential oils more in this habitual perspective for prevention and greater health and well-being, we can strengthen our body, strengthen our cellular consciousness, whereas perhaps those allergies won't be part of our future experiences. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to have to talk offline because <laughs> I've been Absolutely. having horrible, horrible Absolutely. allergies and they only came up in the last, you know, five years. And they've just increasingly gotten worse. So I won't spend too much time mm. talking about myself, but, you know, I'm sure a lot of people listening in the world have allergy problems. You know, um, obviously you could probably use these things, you know, when you have colds or flus. Um, yes. You know, I think most people think, you know, essential oils are just something that you can put in a, a diffuser or around or on your skin, you know, to relax you, which you can just, you know, smell and relax to go to sleep or things like that. But you can actually ingest some of them in small amounts. Isn't that correct? Some of them? Well, uh, my standpoint from a professional perspective is more of to use them via inhalation and mm. other delivery methods versus using them internally okay. because not all essential oils are created equally. Yes. Okay. And there is tremendous adulteration mm. in this field. Yeah. Right. And if you don't have a relationship at the point where the essential oil, the plant matter is grown and distilled, think of all of the points sure. that it goes through before it becomes a product or an oil, yes. either at your distributor or on a shelf at your boutique or health food store. Um, and so from that perspective, the pure the level of purity is incredibly um, important mm -hmm. and correlated to the efficacy of the essential oil. Okay. Now, because of the potency of using them via inhalation, there is an incredibly profound connection from olfaction to the brain and specifically the amygdala and the limbic system. And you may have heard of like the limbic system lock and key, right? Once you smell something 
and you have an experience, that experience is always held within your brain and your being emotionally. And when you smell that same aroma, it can take you right back to that point. So we, mm. I'm sure that you have something in your past, maybe it's fresh cut grass, maybe it's a flower, maybe it's pumpkin pie mm. around the holidays. For me, it's the scent combination of lavender and roses. Um, when I was young, I spent a lot of time at my grandmother's and she must have had a lotion or a soap mm. uh, with that scent combination. And so whenever I smell that, I am immediately transported back to her home. Like literally I can see the house. I can smell the wood, um, of the side table, um, the turkey soup cooking in the kitchen, but more than that, the sense of comfort of a deep sense of safety and love and nurturing. So my body responds to that. And so we have this incredible opportunity to repattern the neural pathways of our brain with essential oils, with affirmation and with intention where we can completely shift um, our past associations to experiences that have been distorted or dysfunctional or traumatic and create new, healthier habit patterns and neural pathways using the essential oil. So it, it becomes a, profound form of medicine and uh, self-care. In addition to that, because of the connection between olfaction and the brain, when we smell the right essential oil, we can literally transform how we feel mm -hmm. in the moment. So think about that. That's an instantaneous emotional response. Mm -hmm. And so we can train ourselves in moments where we feel overwhelmed, anxious, maybe low, maybe scattered, disconnected, right? And, and we know that we are in this incredible time of health, mental health crisis right now. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that we can have something at our fingertips to be able to inhale that is natural, that is right. pure, and, and give relief in the moment, like that's a complete game changer in the world of wellness and well-being. And then think about it, the more that you use the essential oils from this perspective, the more that you learn to begin to shift the trajectory of your emotional responses when you are stressed, when you are overwhelmed, when you are triggered, mm -hmm. right? By either um, that phone call, that email, the responsibility of uh, being a, a mom, right? And motherhood with juxtaposed with business and being an entrepreneur or a podcaster, sure. of course. Wow. Okay. Thanks for clearing that up. Cause that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask is of course, there's a range of quality when it comes to this. And I've, you know, I think all of us have probably heard or seen or been offered to do it, you know, the pyramid scheme uh, brands, not that there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but you know, you just know, you don't know the quality sometimes of things and that goes with anything with cosmetics or food, right? So trying to find super high quality, you know, really well-made, uh, trustworthy brands. So obviously it would go into this too. You would want to make sure if you're breathing it in or putting it on your skin, that it's really safe, yes. good quality. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because I know there are a lot of big brands out there that are in this industry. But the point is we won't say anything. Just do your own research before you, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Knowing your source mm -hmm. is critical. And, and, and one thing that I am incredibly passionate about is building your own relationship with the plants, mm -hmm. right? Engaging in that level of intimacy where you can experience the plant, you you know that from your uh, source that you want to find the common name, but the Latin name, you want to know what part of the plant is distilled, where it comes from. Um, so you want to have those aspects, but then to experience the plant for yourself is incredibly empowering. Mm -hmm. And then building your own lexicon of experience through um, using different essential oils. When I first started, I thought that a fragrance oil was an essential oil, mm. right? It took years and many different companies and then um, ultimately finding those uh, uh, sourcing um 
of relationships where the oil comes from the location, right, where it's distilled. And so, you know, we can build the muscle of our own organoleptic senses Mm -hmm. through the sense of smell and sight and touch. Um, And this becomes an incredibly empowering way for you to choose and select the essential oils that you know are going to be the most efficacious versus what um, a company's marketing speech may be telling you. I was going to tell you, like, take all of them, do all of them. But it seems like it's a very personal thing. I mean, yes, there's probably general ones like we could all benefit from like lavender calming or like you said, peppermint for opening up or even I know for me, like helping me, that kind of calms me too, like open you up, but then it just, ah, like it feels so like peaceful, but also invigorating. Like there's probably general ones that could be great for everybody. But like you said, like if you had little issues or I have issues with allergies, there might be specific ones that we want to focus on or people that are having some anxiety problems. So finding ones that really fit with you and some people might be more like, Ooh, that's not the right scent for me, but other ones are very drawn to, right? So it could be a personal thing. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, like where you're located and for even for me here in Asheville, moving into the winter season, those of us that miss the sunlight and yeah. experience the sad, the seasonal affective mm-hmm. disorder, um, uplifting essential oils like blood orange or mm-hmm. sweet orange mm-hmm. have been proven to combat mild levels of depression. Mm-hmm. And so, and why is that? It's, it's not something that um, is because it just smells good. It does smell good, but because of the chemical constituents that are in the essential oils, they have different affinities and effects with parts of our physiology. And for example, you mentioned lavender being very calming and soothing. Well, the reason it is, is because its main chemical constituents of linalol and linalol acetate have that nervine Mm -hmm. effect on the body, right? That very calming, very soothing effect and benefit. This is where I get woo-woo, right? These things were put on earth for us. I truly believe just like foods can be healing. These are like gems that were like herbs and flowers and different things like were put here. I really believe as tools and gifts for us. I completely agree with you, Lauren. And, And isn't that so much of the calling that we're all experiencing on the inner planes right now, especially in the past um, 18 months, that calling to ask ourselves some really deep questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Am I living my life to the fullest? Am I healthy? Am I happy? Am I living my passion and my purpose? Mm. And the calling to connect back in with nature and these ancient um, aspects of medicine mm-hmm. and these alchemical uh, gems, as you put them so eloquently from the natural world yeah. can bring us tremendous healing, awakening, um, and balance. And I think right now is we're all looking for that deeper connection to ourselves, to each other, back to nature. We have these incredible gems at our disposal Mm -hmm. to be able to bring that relief, to bring that healing, to bring that wholeness back to our beings. Cool. Gosh, we could do a whole episode just on oils. (laughs) I'm realizing as I'm looking, I'm like, oh my gosh, but I still have so much I want to talk to you about. But as we kind of close on that topic, what are just like three general ones? I know it's probably hard because there's so many. Well, actually, I have two more questions. How many oils do you have? How many different scents? Oh, gosh. Hundreds. Yeah, I would figure. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what I do is because they come from all over the world and then I'll take them and formulate them into the products. Yeah. Like this is um, this is a mood elixir from one of my newest collections called the Elixirs for Quantum Living, Ooh. which is the first nano essential oil formulas to be nanoparticleized for greater absorption, greater mm. bioavailability, ultimately greater efficacy. Um, and, and so each formula could have three to five different essential oils. Mm -hmm. So some are my favorites. I mentioned the blood orange, especially Mm -hmm. this time of year, it's incredibly uplifting. It helps to inspire creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, and emotional upliftment. I love geranium essential oil. Geranium is like connecting into the deep reservoir of wisdom that exists within us, 
and in particular from our feminine aspect. Mm. Um, it's a wonderful hormonal balancing agent. And so, you know, going back to that question on allergies, gee, if your allergies popped up in the past few years, looking at hormonal mm. balance is a, a key entry point to look at the whole picture. Mm -hmm. So uh, geranium is one of my go-tos from not only working with endometriosis, but now as I'm moving into the menopause years, mm -hmm. um, it's been so important. Rose essential oil. Rose is incredible for um, opening our hearts, mm -hmm. right? And being able to have this be the GPS that guides us, that guides our true north and our path and our purpose. And, and also to embody deeper practices of self-love, self-care, self-forgiveness, mm -hmm. self-acceptance, and greater compassion. Uh, because ultimately, until we embody that for ourselves, we can't embody it in relationship with another. So, um, that's one of my favorite essential oils. I love patchouli for anxiety, uh, for calming the monkey mind, right? Runaway thinking. Mm. Um, it also helps to open our sensual expression and make us feel more grounded and connected, which is incredibly important when we're challenged with anxiety because when we can connect with the earth and bring that breath through our lower belly, right? The anxiety doesn't have any place to, to latch onto, yeah. right? So those are certainly um, some of my very favorites. Lemon essential oil, uh, wonderful for lymphatic drainage, for memory, for focus. They did this study in Japan where they piped lemon essential oil through the ventilation system of an office building and found that the staff had a higher rate of productivity and less of a rate of errors, clerical errors. Uh, so wonderful. I always use that in the formulas with my children for focus, for memory, for studying, um, and for me for just overall energy and upliftment. Oh my gosh, I could just listen all day about all the different, it's like a happy feeling when you're speaking about these things. Like I agree with you on the rose because I, I love rose mm. tea, but yes. oh, it does, it just feels so like centered and like warm and loving, but also like vibrant. I mean, anyone who stops and smells like a real rose that has that true fragrance, like, oh my, there's just not, nothing like it. Nothing like yeah. it. And I love that you brought that up because rose, the essential oil, I mean, it takes so many thousands of rose petals to make a minute amount of oil. And the oil has over 300 chemical components. Oh, wow. So this is why most people have never even smelled true rose essential oil. Because it's so costly. Okay. I mean, hundreds of dollars. And this is actually a, a rose oil, a rose auto from Turkey. Um, but yeah, a few hundred dollars for a very small amount of five milliliters mm -hmm. of essential oil. But when you have the true rose, it is incredibly voluminous and yeah. rich and deep and enveloping, just like when you're inhaling mm -hmm. um, a beautiful rose flower. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, even just going back to like quality of this go across the board for many things, but the grocery store, you buy someone like a dozen roses. They don't really typically have a smell oftentimes, but then you I go know, to a garden and you smell a rose and that fragrance. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? So it's exquisite. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. Wow. Okay. Well, that was really fun to talk about that. Thank you for sharing all your expertise and your experience. And we'll definitely, um, at the end of the show, we'll ask you know, where everyone can find your products and we'll um, link it in the description too. Thank you. But, um, Let's kind of move into the, the Soul Institute for Quantum Healing mm -hmm. or Living. Excuse me. You had mentioned that a little bit ago, but yeah. what is like, tell us what that is. Well, let's start um, quantum living. Okay. Like, what is yeah, that? What is that? Um, because I, I get that question, sure. of course, uh, quite a bit. So I think that we can all identify uh, at some point in our lives of being in survival mode. Right. And, and what that means. And, and if we're looking at, say, Maslow's hierarchy, the survival mode is at the very bottom where we're we feel that enormous pressure. We're often in fight or flight um, based on our core needs to survive. Um, and ultimately, we 
have that starting point, our framework as part of our evolutionary path of self-mastery from the human evolutionary perspective. And so, of course, we, we come into this life with aspects of adversity that we've come to bring to the light of consciousness to for transformation, for transmutation right to garner greater wisdom um, and to assimilate that at the soul level and, and one of my tag or slogans or taglines is your soul work is your soul work right and because when we're talking about um, quantum living that is really the innate not only desire at our soul level but the blueprint and so when we can transmute any places that we carry within our consciousness, within our being, our body of surviving and transmute them into places of thriving, then we are able to rise into um, embody the highest aspects of our potential and our greatest authenticity right, to align with the highest expression of who we are. And so the, the Soul Institute for Quantum Living is really um, embodies those aspects to enliven, to enrich, to empower. And working with three primary uh, aspects, which is really kind of the, the triad of my work, which is the esoteric philosophy combined with the psycho-spiritual dynamics, because it's so important for us to be able to, A, know what we don't know, but also to learn about ourselves and the places that we hold in shadow and in darkness and in pain and in separation. And then the third aspect of that triad is the plant and vibrational medicine piece, right? Working with the frequency, working with the essential oils, working with the crystals. And so we'll be launching the Soul Institute in a greater way in 2022, which is very exciting. Um, and there'll be a lot of educational programs that come from my book, uh, my new book, which has a lot of the, the theory and um, thought philosophy that I've been teaching over the past 20 years. And so being able to break that down and then build it out into different courses for the Soul Institute for people to experience virtually. And then we'll also have a retreat um, in person. In fact, we have the first retreat in, let's see, next um, September of 2022, presented by the Soul Institute, which is an immersion of the divine feminine. Mm. And that's going to be in North Carolina at the beautiful Art of Living Retreat Center. And I have two other um, beautiful retreat leaders, Patsy Balaki, who's going to be teaching on feng shui and how it interconnects with our wellness, well-being, our health. Mm. And then um, Carla Perez, who's going to be teaching the synergy of yoga and breath work and superfood nutrition. And so we'll have these three wonderful uh, facets to support uh, every woman to awaken to new levels of empowerment and strength in their own being. So we'll, there'll be an in-person aspect to the Soul Institute. Uh, but ideally, my vision for this is um, beyond seeding it from my platform and the focus of my work to ultimately have other visionaries and thought leaders come and bring their offering of education with the world uh, where they don't ha want to... Um, take the time, the resources to set up their own brand, their own platform. As we know, I mean, this takes, um, it can take a very, very long period of time. And so I'm excited to be able to continue to grow this with other, um, you know, bright uh, beings that have so many gifts and so many ways that we can offer these teachings of empowerment and healing and transformation to the world in a greater way. How cool. I love that. I love the idea of collaborating with others. I mean, that's yeah. everything, the connection and bringing, that's what this podcast is, right? Bringing, you know, time um, to honor people like you that are doing so much beautiful work in the world. So that's really an amazing, I wish you nothing but the best as you continue you. on with that. That's really neat. Um, so kind of a nice segue because you were talking about retreats, but you were just mm -hmm. on one and it was one that you you led correct in france yes 
Um, it was really um, an incredible experience. And, and kind of the the background was about two and a half years ago in meditation, I was asked to take a group of like-minded souls to the south of France to follow in the footsteps of Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm for healing and to be able to embody and transmit some of these very powerful uh, teachings that she shared with the world as a high level spiritual initiate. Mm -hmm. And of course we had to reschedule the program a number of times, but I working with a wonderful company, uh, body, mind, spirit journeys who curates the boutique hotels Mm -hmm. and the meals and all of the locations um, for us to be able to have this remarkable, experience and so we started in uh, Marseille and uh, the a woman named Veronique um, or Ronnie as we be, be, uh, came to know her became my counterpart in France our guide um, of course speaking the language but more than that embodying the history embodying the deep connection and passion for Mary Magdalene so um So we had such an incredible experience. We've already mapped out the next trip, which is going to be uh, for the autumn equinox next year. And we're going to change up the trip a little bit. But in in essence, we went to Mary de la Mer and really traced the footsteps in all of these um, sites that embody the mysticism of Mary Magdalene. And there were experiences and miracles and of course every day i led meditation working with the oils working with the crystals so we could let go of any of the aspects of being small right being feeling seeming and to be able to unlock the great wisdom um, the mystical nature the sensual empowerment within us um, and ultimately so we can rise to new levels within our own beings of the divine feminine and how we can really embody what we've come into this life to do to experience at the top of our game in a way that is fully free in a way that is deeply authentic and in a way that doesn't offer apologies for um, embodying our biggest and brightest selves, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. That sounds wonderful. Wow. Mm-hmm. How cool. So, I mean, I think most people, of course, are familiar with Mary Magdalene, but there's many different viewpoints and how to interpret her and her role, you know, as Jesus's mother and, um, or actually, yeah, no, Mary, sorry. I'm More of his counter, counterpart, yes. so to speak. And mm-hmm. So what, um, what, how do you describe who she was and who she is? And you got a vision in your meditation. Does she come yeah. through for many people um, as like a, a master guide, if you will? Or, um, I mean, I guess just in your description and your experience, can you explain who she is and what she was about in historical form and also just even now for us, how is she available? Sure. I always like to start this conversation out by saying I'm a spiritualist versus a historian. Yes. Um, But we can find many different uh, vantage points, many different depictions of Mary Magdalene, uh, whether it's uh, through history, whether especially in Southern France, uh, whether it's through the Bible and or stories of her anointing the feet of Jesus with spikenard essential oil, which is a very beautiful and deeply ancient healing oil. Um, She's always depicted with a vessel of oil, and she's often depicted with a skull, uh, perhaps indicating transformation. Um, And I think that that one thing from the perspective of history, and in particular biblical history, she's often misunderstood and misrepresented. From my perspective, my knowing of her and uh, what the way that I receive her in meditations, and I'll share about that in a second, um, is that she is a very high level spiritual initiate and that she embodies specific divine attributes of faith, of surrender, of divine love, um, of tantra or sen- sensual power. Um, and of deep 
strength and understanding, a very incredible aspect of wisdom to her. And so um, from that perspective, there are many stories that she was also the counterpart uh, to Christ in divine sacred union. And so sacred relationship is one of her very potent alchemical transmissions in how she comes and teaches, uh, particularly from the feminine, the divine feminine, how we can heal and open to receive the beloved, the archetypical beloved through divine sacred relationship. And um, there are many uh, stories that are woven in particular in this part of France with her as the twin flame of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so um, when, when I hold meditation and she comes, it is with a deep place of remembrance, um, a deep place of unity consciousness that she brings and a very potent aspect of healing, especially for those of us. And we all have a feminine aspect, but when we have any shame around or guilt around our sensuality and sexuality, and for those of us that have experienced trauma um, of that nature, uh, she is deeply um, potent ally for healing and restoring wholeness to those parts of our being because as women so much of our power is held in this uh, feminine sensual place within us right so much of our wisdom and strength Um, so uh, one of the things that i've been doing for about the past maybe two years now um, having a monthly healing guided meditation that i facilitate it's complementary in fact it's actually tonight which i think is so interesting that we're talking (laughs) about that and then each month it's a different um attribute that she embodies that we invoke in in the healing meditation and i work with an essential oil and a crystal uh, which is pretty much intrinsic to all of the meditations and teachings that um, that I offer. Um, but it's a, a very, you know, coming coming out of that trip and knowing the deep places within me that awakened, that reconnected, that are still rising, are still making those points of expansion within my being, within my consciousness. Uh, It just says to me that this is probably going to be a retreat that we hold once a year for the next number of years. And, and, you know, with such gratitude, being able to have this wonderful partner and Veronique now in France to be able to bring her peace and her wisdom and her knowledge to the group is a, a really profound experience. Wow, that's amazing. And I'm like chuckling in my head because I had like a brain fart. I'm like Mary Magdalene, of course, not the mother of Jesus. I didn't mean to say that. Mary, oh, Mother yeah, Mary okay. and then Mary Magdalene. Yes, of course. I mean, I've always kind of viewed her too as, I mean, I've heard those stories too of like a lover and a partner, companion mm-hmm. of Jesus. And I know that's controversial amongst certain people, you know, believe that's controversial. But I would think even if you did kind of look at it in a historical standpoint, you know, if he were here in human form, which he was, you know, I believe, then why wouldn't he have had a, a lover or a partner yeah. that's completely part of the human experience, right? So yeah. that's really neat, though, that she can come through and guide and help you. How amazing. And so in a way, am I kind of getting this right? What you're saying is, you know, Jesus or and often people, you know, say like Father, Lord, God, like it's masculine, but then mm. she's representing the feminine side of the yes. spirituality. Yes, that's really, absolutely really cool. that has really, if you look historically through religion has been suppressed. Yes, yes it has. Right. And mm. so that is part of the collective calling right now as we're healing, as um, we're going through this great evolutionary process mm. on the planet is that the divine feminine is called mm. to rise mm. um, in a way that is uh, not that our feminine is um, above the masculine, sure. right? Because in essence, the the true alchemy of divine sacred union and even Tantra is when um, those two aspects come together sure. in harmony, yeah. right? Balance. In receptivity. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, you know, I've talked about this before on this podcast, but Mother Earth too, the feminine, that's interesting in itself, which yes. a lot going on yeah. in the world right now with that and 
you know, I don't know, other people have different beliefs, but, you know, her ascending onto higher dimensions and if are we going with her or not? And there's some something to that, I think, too. So agree. Absolutely. We need more balance when it comes to the feminine and the masculine. And I think that's really neat that people like you and others are kind of waking up to the fact that like, hey, let's pay attention to some of this, the femininity aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. And let's ultimately open ourselves to the highest experience and expression of divine sacred union, where the feminine can rise in her own place of power empowerment and the masculine can too. Mm -hmm. And so in that alchemical container, the evolutionary process is infinite right and all of those places that we've been carrying the pain of separation and violence and abuse and all of the past heartache can heal and come come back into unity yeah and i think that's another thing i've talked about a lot on here with guys is just not only is it our own self-healing and trauma but also the collective and there's been a lot of suppression obviously and not even spiritually but just as a human race there's been so much suppression of women over the years and you know, I think there's a lot of healing that we need to do collectively for that, our ancestors and things like that. So that's really... And that's so true. And here's the really beautiful thing from the perspective of infinite healing and the microcosm and the macrocosm, Mm -hmm. that as each individual, as each of us heals, Mm -hmm. um, our entire circle of loved ones transforms, right? Mm -hmm shifts and heals ultimately from a more esoteric perspective our soul family Mm -hmm. receives that healing Mm -hmm. right that upgrade as well and then ultimately the web of life Mm -hmm. receives that integration of wisdom from the healing Mm -hmm. and then all of the consciousness of humanity is elevated in that process i agree we're all so connected Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Man, I feel like I could keep asking questions, but I wonder if this is a good stopping point. Perhaps if it's meant for us to connect again, we could do a part two because I feel like there's so much to talk about. Specifically, I think it'd be cool even just to do a whole episode just on like Mary Magdalene and some of that stuff. Absolutely. I would love that. Yeah, that's real. I really am intrigued by her and how, you know, historically, but also how can she be of service to us now? Um, I've been talking about that a lot for those that listen regularly, just about people um, telling me that Jesus is coming through a lot. And I had never heard that before. You know, Christian friends, of course, that's their like main focus, right? But to be more of just an open spiritual person to have him coming through channel channeling and now hearing Mary coming through, like that's very interesting. So we have, you know, what I would say, historical beings that were clairvoyant during their time, but we're still able to access them. That's really interesting. Exactly. And the, where we are opening ourselves from the human perspective to receive the master healer mm. energies yeah. in however we turn that, sure. right? As long as we have the openness, the receptivity mm-hmm. to be able to invite it in mm-hmm. and heal at those deep levels that we're being called to. Yeah, that's really neat. One, one question just to help understand. So to your understanding, people like Mary or Jesus who are very, you know, recognized, right, you know, just in the world, um, were they, you think some of their meaning was to come down to earth and kind of be a healer and and then after they pass, even though to be remembered, because there's plenty of healers now and then that don't get the same recognition. So I wonder what the significance of them specifically, they seem like maybe higher. I think it was a very... um specific soul level mission and gift Mm -hmm. to illuminate a pathway of light and teachings on love, on peace, on forgiveness, Mm -hmm. on unity that um, was so needed at that time Mm -hmm. and in this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I guess there's lots of figures, you know, Gandhi or... Buddha, so specific ones that really have a high vibration of light and love. Yes. Come as teachers, yeah. Right, and who have experienced all of the polarities and perspectives and paradigms of the the planet, right? Mm. 
of the human experience to be able to embody that level of light, that level of compassion, that level of understanding, that level of assimilation Mm -hmm. and bring specific teachings to the world in a very focused, um, very clear, a very impactful way. Mm -hmm. Cool. How neat. I love it. It's kind of a, in a way, it seems like it's a, the circle of life. Like I, cause I went to like a Christian college and learned about them. And, you know, I, at one time believed like, okay, Jesus is my like personal savior. And then as I've grown, I've, I just find it way more vast than that, of course. And I think there's many ways to get to, um, you know, a higher dimension, but now completely have changed my perspective of, I thought he was just some clairvoyant person who some people think is their savior, but now I'm realizing like, wow, that we can access them. And I don't know, it's just interesting how our, our beliefs and thoughts can evolve. Yeah, and expand, oh right? Oh my gosh. The, the more that our consciousness expands mm-hmm. through the journey of healing, the journey, the inner excavation mm-hmm. of our light and our quintessence, the more that we can see yes. and understand. And become aware some of the things yeah. we learn aren't as we're kind of going through this awakening collectively, right? Everyone's at their own different exactly. place, but yeah. what we've been taught may not always be hundred percent true. Like some of the things we talked about with Mary, Mary Magdalene. So exactly. Yes, I think so much of our lives is both an aspect of unlearning yes. and an aspect of remembering Yes, from yeah. that place of innate wisdom that exists within us. Yes. That's so true. Wow. What a cool conversation. We covered quite a bit. I love it. Thanks, Lauren. It's (laughs) been a pleasure. Well, please share where people can find you online. Yes. Uh, So you can find me at adorewinquist.com. If you sign up for our newsletter, every week we send out educational tidbits, aspects of alchemy, the essential oils, the crystals, the events, both complimentary and paid, other ways that you can work with me. Um, whether it's group education or uh, one-on-one sessions or Akashic record readings. Mm. Um, in addition to that, if you follow us, say on Instagram or social media, at Adora Winquist, again, we're always posting empowering tidbits and inspirational alchemy. Um, and we also have Adora Winquist, the YouTube channel, which has a whole library of complimentary meditations for mm. healing and empowerment. So I invite you to come take a look at the products. Uh, We have many, many uh, formulas from the Viral Warrior Immunity Formula to um, Mood Elixirs to even the Gaia uh, from the Goddess Collection, which is a really beautiful blend of essential oils to help connect with the healing and abundant nature of Goddess Gaia of Mother Earth. I want that one. Mother Gaia, Mother Earth's been calling my name. Yeah. I keep saying this, but I just wasn't aware. I had never heard once I learned like planets and Mother Earth or conscious being. It like blew my conscious entity, whatever you want to call it. That blew my mind. It makes so much sense, but I never thought of Earth like that. Mm, Now I'm like so touched by that. Like this is our home and for now here and just how beautiful Mm -hmm. that is. So. Cool. I love it. Well, thank you for being on the show. Adore. Oh, my pleasure, Lauren. <laughs> really Look forward to connecting again. Yes. Maybe we'll have to do a part two. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And you can find me on Instagram at Real Lauren Live and my website, Lauren.live. Take care. <laughs>